This podcast contains strong language and references to suicide and wartime violence. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Transient Number 5 by Christian Riley. I held a brother in my arms this night, every last piece of him. Then I took him down to the cold water of Higgins Lake and threw him far and wide. A fathom plus should be enough to smother his grief. Not that it matters any, but it's the thought that counts. Besides, all that lonely, muddy darkness will sure make for one hell of a grave. I never did get my brother's name. I only knew him as Transient Number 5. He had his piece of the American dream, a two-foot-wide concrete divider at the corner of Fifth and Watt. That's where I'd seen him pass his hours in silent seclusion from society. His voice was the mundane plea for help scribbled onto a flap of cardboard, seen at just about every busy intersection in town. But he was my brother, and I knew his thoughts, which were anything but the ordinary. Commonplace burdens of a civilized world, my brother never really cared about being out of gas or out of money, homeless and desperate and in dying need of a shower and a hot meal, and he sure as hell didn't care about being out of work. All that mattered at the end of the day was a fifth of Jack Daniels and an overpass. Like I said, I knew my brother's thoughts, and they were anything but mundane. Quite the opposite, they were spectacular, brilliant and burning, filled with the kind of exclamatory bliss found only in watching the land turn red from your enemy's eviscerated entrails. So why his long face? Why his sluggish and decayed deeds? His crumbling visage, his complete and utter depletion of hope? Back in the day, the long, long day, a brother was never in want of an overpass to hide his shame. Such shame simply did not exist. Transient number five, and men like him, men like me, once stood as haughty creatures. We once swaggered onto shiny battlefields, our swords swinging through grisly gore, our arrogant grins exposing pearly teeth as pinkish mist and chunked bone arced high into a leaden sky. Even as late as the Great War, Number 5 would have known his place. In a tank, perhaps. Amidst the sounds of twisting steel and screaming men, with the smell of burning powder and burning flesh. But this man, this man of stone, would have undoubtedly kept a lazy smile on his face throughout it all. For nothing can conquer a man who dies with a purpose. At the end of those long days, rest assured, there was liquor, pints and gallons, amidst the sounds of laughter and tears. There were the smells of victory and of women. There was the soft touch of flesh, the embracement of love, and the sweet whisper that gave a man his reasons to live, to die, his purpose. This evening I took a drive. I picked up dinner, turned on Albion Street, then hit the corner of Fifth and Watt. I saw my brother standing there, 
and everything about him told me that he was finished. All that was missing was a salute. As he stood attention, tall and powerful. No more slumped shoulders, bent knees, craned neck and long face with a thousand-yard stare fixed at a pebble on the ground. Transient number five had found a place once again, I'd realized, amidst our pitiless society. I pulled into a parking lot that gave me a good view of the man, and then I chuckled. He was holding his sign upside down. The humor was short-lived, however, as I knew that moments like this almost never ended well. As if on cue, a dark cloud rolled in, releasing random droplets at first, then a volley of hail ending with a steady deluge. Nevertheless, transient number five held fast at his corner, and the hours passed. At about the time my ass was killing me, my brother made a quick about-face, then filed ahead, marching with the kind of deliberate fervor seen prior to the battle. He released his grip on the scrap of cardboard, and I watched it drift down into a puddle. Here it comes, I thought, slipping out of my car in careful succession. I was torn like an athlete's ACL, one half fearing for my brother, wanting to run up and tell him to cool down that I felt his pain, that there were others like him, and the other half that just said, fuck it, fuck it, because of the pain, and all the others, and fuck it because of the thankless nods from a society too dumb to realize what was missing. Transient number five forged ahead with his newfound purpose, slinking in the shadows. I caught a glimpse of his profile as he passed under an old street lamp. His face looked like aged granite, stolid and weathered, and I had the fleeting impression that this man couldn't smile now, even if he wanted to, nor could he frown. He left a trail of gray sludge that had me thinking of irritable smoke chained to the wet ground, asphyxiated and writhing with torment for its release, easy to follow now I fell back, biding my time. I was more curious and less anxious, as he was heading for the outskirts of town, past the run-down lumber mill and across from Spencer's tack and feed, transient number five stopped at the base of a small embankment. He cocked an ear to the south, and I think I heard it just about the same time he did. The train whistle. In the end, I sided with fuck it. I picked a good tree to lean against and watched as my brother decidedly climbed that embankment. At the top, he took in a lungful of air, then positioned himself in the center of the tracks, standing at attention. And this time, he did salute. It was the northbound Greyhound clocking at about 60 miles an hour. Transient number five exploded into an array of concrete shrapnel and dust, and thus ended the tour of my brother, fellow warrior, man of stone. Hours later, on my way back to my car, I crossed paths with the scrap of cardboard, number five's final words. It was soggy as a wet tortilla, but legible all the same. Nothing mundane, of course, out of money, gas, or work, it simply reads, Out of love. And the irony draws a pensive smile to my face even now. His purpose, my purpose, our purpose. All done out of love. This has been... Transient Number 5 Written by Christian Riley Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast 
is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manawaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Flash Fiction Podcast, Kahikahea took a deep breath, instantly regretting the waste of good air. Manolo was right. She'd been their only chance, and she'd failed.